Welcome to one more episode micro podcast digital transformation industry 4.0 and emerging technologies. I am Vijay Gunti and I am the host and with me is Colonel Indrajit Singh. Indrajit is the chief chief security officer and head of cyber security center of excellence at Vara Technology. In this role he is instrumental in building the cyber security business unit for the group. He is working on the disruptive technologies in the cyber security space for securing IT networks, smart cities, and critical information infrastructure. Thank you, Indrajit, for joining us. Can you please introduce yourself to the audience? Uh, thanks, Vijay, and really wonderful to be uh, with you today and on the podcast. Uh, and very innovative and uh, very uh, interesting topic to uh, talk on. And uh, just to introduce myself, uh, you already briefed me. Uh, I am alumnus of IIT Kharagpur, and thereafter I was in Indian Army for almost 25 years, and thereafter into the corporate uh, where I am heading uh, the cybersecurity vertical. And you know, almost 29 years plus of uh, uh, you know experience which I hold, and uh, with a varied spectrum of uh, areas which I have worked in, into the risk management, uh, cyber forensics, cyber warfare. Cyber terrorism. I've worked in the SOC and the certs of uh, uh, of the different governments, and also into the IoT, IoT security, uh, blockchain, and cryptonomics. Uh, 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 and uh, these are the areas which are my focus. Uh, while I was in army, while I was out of army, I mean, I'm, you know, awarded by uh, different organizations over a period of time, and uh, you know, uh, I'm mean, holding various prestigious appointments of uh, being a director general of the Cybersecurity Association of India, and also I've been recently appointed as the uh, the associate member uh, to the uh, the UN mission as part of the IOED, that's the International Organization for Education Development, uh, which has recently got ECOSOC, uh, you know, certification. So uh, that's where I come from. Good to know, Indrajit. My next question is about uh, the business benefits. According to you, what are the business benefits, challenges in adoption of cybersecurity for any enterprises and organizations? And according to you, how do you think COVID has affected the business models? Yeah, surely I'll you know like to answer in a way that uh, just to give you a challenges first, and then the benefits and how we really are trying to work on the cybersecurity aspect of it. Just to give you a perspective, that uh, last six months have been very challenging as regards the cybersecurity is concerned, and uh, you have been seeing that every day in and day out. You know, there is a ransomware attack, there is a malware attack, and you know, uh, whether it's a banking organization, whether it's your power grids, whether it's your railway networks, you know, your nuclear power plant, you are being hit by the ransomware, right? And the frequency of the ransomware has increased so much over a period of time that you are coming in a condition where you know you are either going to be hacked or you're already being hacked right so the the breaches which are happening are so high in number that it's become difficult today you know as to how to safeguard yourself the new sector we found in the last six months is the pharma sector and uh, but to give you a perspective the pharma sector has become the new IT sector of the world. And when I say why it's become the new IT sector of the world, all the hackers today, their main target is to you know, target the pharma manufacturing companies to take 
the uh, the data of the uh, the vaccine which has been developed right so that's where we are in the situation and what's really happening today is you know the attacks are becoming more focused more advanced uh, we uh, you know kind of had the signature based technologies all across it's not sufficient anymore we are getting into now uh, anomaly based technologies the machine learning based technology the ai is coming into the cybersecurity right uh, the human is the weakest point in the complete equation altogether and we all know that you know you may say that you got firewall ips ids but they are just a devices in the network which are just routing the traffic any malware today really will find the path in into your networks and launch an attack and to tell you one more thing any time you have a malware which is coming into your network it's not just a file of zeros and ones it's a human being who's entering into your network right and unfortunately what is happening is that we got too many point solutions which are working in silos right and none of them the devices will give you a full protection so how do we really overcome it so we'll discuss those aspects of it and what's happening something more is that your threat vector has increased phenomenally very high and why it's happening uh, so high because there are so many technologies which are coming yeah like I, uh, iot iiot you know your cloud computing your uh, augmented reality your you know virtual reality and so many other which are there so what effect has got it that your threat landscape has you know increased phenomenally very high uh, it's a kind of a a big playground for the hackers altogether and what we lack today is the real situation awareness of what's happening right and anytime you go to anyone we have a false sense of security we always say i have a network which is very secure and believe you me if you put the network to test you will find 10 malwares which are there in the network but we have a false sense of security which we need to overcome it right and giving you a, a kind of a perspective about malware anytime a malware which hits your network today you only have a window of 10 minutes if you are able to identify any malware in the first 10 minutes of it hitting your network you will be able to identify it else it's either going to be in months or years and at an average 248 days and case in point if you remember the equifax attack which happened you know uh, it, it was like uh, almost 200 plus days when the malware which was there in the network altogether right and something which has been changing over a period of time and uh, uh, the how the really the business looks like the applications look like the network look like you know we have been seeing the monolithic application with known behavior was what it was yesterday you had a manageable amount of data and you had a on premise infrastructure always and you also had the traditional threat environment which you knew what's going to happen and you know all the threats were outside and you felt you know with the firewalls and antivirus you were very safe but today what's really happening is 
you have microservices in place, you have risky apps, which are there a lot with you. And there's a big data explosion, which we are seeing. And something more which we are seeing is the cloud and the hybrid infrastructure altogether. And also what we are seeing is the advanced threat environment. Right? But, but what, in effect, we, we saw this, this was pretty good till the time March or February or March when uh, the COVID really hit us, right? Right. You really didn't know what's going to happen now. And uh, it was a time when you had never tested your business continuity plan. You had the complete IT infrastructure, which was in your network, uh, in your organization. Uh, and nothing was outside the, uh, you know, you are not ready to the transition and run the businesses from home, right? And the traditional systems were never ported to the cloud and to support the cloud workers. And that's the environment which we, this is a sense of chaos, which was all along, which we saw in the month of March, April, May, where we are trying and seeing all the, all the cybersec guys, the IT guys really struggling. And this is the time when the hackers were really having a, a, a ball, right? And uh, uh, you know what happened thereafter was that uh, we saw so many cyber attacks happening. We saw almost one lakh phishing emails coming up. Uh, so one lakh phishing domains coming up, and those were more you know related to the coronavirus, Wuhan virus you know, and name similar to that. They were almost, you know, kind of off the shelf attack kits mimicking COVID-19, which came up, right? And they were ready to sell the data in the dark and deep web, right? Ransomware, which I just touched upon earlier, and it is like continuing to hit the health sector quite a bit, and we saw uh, it hitting the hospitals where we saw a person dying, uh, a patient, uh, you know, uh, had died because of the ransomware. Then what we have been seeing is there's a lot of fake news and disinformation, which has been used to potentially cause panic and civil unrest in the you know, specific reasons. So, you know, that's how the cyberspace has been throughout. And also what we are seeing is the amount of spam, the phishing emails which came in were almost more than 600 times more than what we saw earlier. And something interesting, initially when the COVID came in, we saw the pattern of the attacks happening was similar to the way the, you know, the COVID was moving. Say, for example, when it was in China, they were very specific uh, you know, ransomware attacks or the phishing mails, which were uh, to China, then the Europe, and they were in all multiple languages. They had uh, multiple attachments, which were there to it. And they have the scope, which was very, you know, kind of specific. And uh, we, we also saw a lot of Android applications, which was so akin to the WHO, uh, you know, which was organizing the complete, uh, you know, fight against the coronavirus was actually trying, it was an application which was having a malware in between. So it was kind of a situation of chaos, which we have seen and a problem which we have seen in last couple of months. But then 
the benefits what person can get or the company can get is to safeguard the data. And uh, a new trend which we have seen in the last couple of months that ransomware was not only asking for the money when they you know actually they did the ransomware, they asked the money and also they stole the data from the network and took it away. And in case you're not giving the data, they were threatening to sell it in the darknet, right? And this is a new trend which is there. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very peculiar trend which we are seeing. And, and the kind of ransomware which they're asking is in million of dollars, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Case in point, Garmin paid almost uh, $10 million of uh, you know, ransom. So it was a big problem. So the companies are in a uh, issue where you know, they have to have the cybersecurity, they need to have a DLPs in place. They need to have a EDRs in place. They need to have a DNS security in place. They need to upgrade their VPNs. You know, they should get into a multi-factor authentication. They, they should have the MDMs in place. So, so lots of lots of it, which you know, uh, solutions which are required to safeguard their network. Thanks for sharing uh, detailed insights about cybersecurity for organizations and enterprises. Indrajit. So my next question is about, uh, yeah. so you, you should work on the, you know, the business, new business normal related. Uh, and now, can you share some of your case studies, use cases, projects you worked or working? And what are your experiences? Yeah. So very interestingly, like I told you, uh, very interesting project. I will just, I don't want to name the customer here, but you can understand. Uh, I'm talking of the pharma companies and uh, industry. Uh, one of the companies, uh, uh, we were trying to give a solution for the OT and like I told you, uh, pharma company is a new IT sector. Uh, and when we were trying to do the audit and thereafter, you know, understand what the problem was, uh, we came to know that, uh, you know, they had the OT network, which was there. And every evening, the uh, evening, a person or from the IT would copy the data from the OT, try to update the IT, right? And just imagine that they just wanted to have a complete network to be air gapped, right? And uh, uh, bringing in the uh, the pen drives to the OT, uh, and you know, bringing in the updates to OT and trying to do it. And uh, that's the, how they have been working, and not realizing that one malware in the pen drive could create a devastation in the complete network, right? And they really didn't have any visibility of the OT sector or the OT segment, so. Uh, they had the PLC in place, but the visibility wasn't there because they had uh, physically, you know, curtailed uh, or uh, cut the umbilical cord between the IT and the OT. So one solution which we were able to give them uh, for the OT sector security, and uh, we were able to give them a kind of a unidirectional firewall where they were kind of, uh, you know, uh, position it between the IT and OT. And uh, they were able to uh, secure the OT sector the segment from the IT segment, and also, you know, uh, bringing the updates, bringing the historian data, bringing the you know Active Directory data, you know, uh, and kind of uh, updating it in the IT segment, and also they were able to have the remote view, right, of the uh, of the OT sector, uh, you know, uh, uh, from anywhere. So that was a pretty good, uh, you know, use case which was there and. Uh, 
while working on this project was pretty interesting because uh, that's where the IT and the OT not talking to each other and then you're giving them a, a solution which really works for them, right? And securing their OT, uh, you know, uh, network purely. And uh, they were pretty happy at the end of the day. And, uh, and to tell you one thing, because OT sector has become a real interesting area for the cybersecurity and uh, very few players in the OT security part of it because uh, the critical information infrastructure, which I, you know, uh, I've been handling for quite some time, the security is not as easy as what we talk in the IT sector, right? So you have different protocols, you know, different challenges, uh, you know, you don't have the typical CIAs which we follow in the IT. So here, everything is life, and uh, if if the network fails, it's a damage, and it's a huge damage, right? So uh, securing OT uh, network is uh, interesting, you know, discussion which can always be done. Yes, please. Uh, thank you, Indrajit. Uh, my uh, next question, and uh, it's the last question regarding the opportunities. You know, the fresher students and professionals looking at new skills, the new emerging technology and the business skills. According to you, what kind of suggestions you would like to give for the fresher students and professionals uh, for the career opportunities in cybersecurity? Right. So, you know, what's really happening is just to give you a, a good picture about the cybersecurity. You know, it's going to be a, like a, a shortage of three to five million cybersecurity professionals by 2021. So it's a big opportunity, okay? And uh, as for some of the studies, it's uh, like by 2021, cybersecurity jobs will grow by 37% as compared to 18% of all other IT jobs. So you really have a major you know, chunk of jobs coming towards you. And uh, for getting into the IT, uh, sorry, is getting to the cybersecurity is more important to you is you need to skill yourself. You know, it's not a one size uh, fit all model. So you need to be skilled for uh, a penetration tester, a SOC analyst, security manager, vulnerability researcher, malware analyst, you know, security engineer, security architect, uh, you know, uh, the security consultant, incident response analyst. You have to be, you know, having different skill sets altogether. And other than the technical skill sets, you can also get into uh, a non-technical skill sets where you can get into the regulatory and the in the legal part of it, where we talk about the cyber law. Uh, you can also be as part of the the compliance and audit, uh, and uh, you don't, really don't require any specific background for that. And you can you know uh, be also a data uh, protection professional. So that's where you really have advantage. And when it comes to the salary part of it. You know, that's one question, uh, you know, and uh, how, do you, how do you really uh, compare the salary as compared to the other segments? The cybersecurity, uh, the salaries are pretty good. And the starting salary itself of a security analyst, you know, figures around somewhere around $65,000 a year, right? As compared to the IT floor supervisor who would get around $44,000. These are the US figures which I'm trying to say because the studies were being done there. But then these are the kind of salaries which really are there. And if you look in from a CISO perspective, uh, he can earn up to uh, almost uh, $1,50,000, $55,000 a year. 
okay so a huge uh, potential for the people but definitely it's not at the uh, easy easy sail through for getting to the cyber security you really need to be a professional to get into it uh, you should be doing courses which are kind of you know at an entry level if you're interested or your advanced certifications which you're interested or something which is pretty uh, new for all of us it's a cloud security so you know that's where you can get into it and uh, lots of courses are there online and uh, you can learn and uh, you know as you skill yourself your career graph keeps going up and uh, it will be pretty interesting for you all to get on to it and you can earn pretty good uh, in the cybersecurity domain as well Thanks, thank you, Indrajit, uh, for your time and sharing your insights, especially on the digital thanks, transformation. Thanks, Vijay. It was. Yeah, uh, thank, thank you very much, right? Uh, sharing your yeah, thank insights. Thank you, uh, Vijay. It... No, I think, right? We, uh, let me complete it, right? And then you can yeah. just finish it off. Uh, thank you, Indrajit, for joining us and sharing your insights, especially on the digital transformation industry for dot and emerging technologies, on the business use cases and the trends, and finally sharing your advices and suggestions for uh, professionals, freshers, and also in students. Thank you very much. Thank you, Vijay. It was really wonderful to interact with you and share my thoughts. Thank you. Have a great day. To the audience, stay tuned for such more industrial insights, suggestions, and guidance and advices, especially on the digital transformation industry for Dota and emerging technologies. Thank you.